0: Mano. Na
1: Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned into the Check Engine podcast. We're hosted on Spotify and streamed worldwide on all of your favorite platforms. Nick, Andrew, and Tristan are back behind the microphones for yet another episode. What's happening, fellas?
0: I mean, we should be asking you. You were at the, the big event, the event of events, the uh, very exciting race, of course, a week ago. Um, yeah,
1: it's weird again. that they've already had another race since then.
2: Um,
0: yeah, right. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, I mean, but, you're the one to ask what's up, right? But but I think, I mean, there's nothing new for me. I, I lead a very boring
1: life. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> Nebraska's
1: hopping this time of year, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah. Are it's there grasshoppers? Just uh, a couple. I think it's too hot for him. It is it is just been unbelievably hot here. We're already yeah, in like dire uh, drought conditions.
2: Yeah, we have been also quite hot and dry here. Just ask Rob Haswell every morning. Who's Rob mm-hmm. Haswell? Yeah, oh, the Fox Six meteorologist Rob Haswell. <laughs>
0: I feel like Shout it's out. weird for you to make a local news... What, whatever, we'll talk about that. That's a personal thing. We'll talk about that later. we <laughs> uh, talk about that offline. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They'll deal with you later. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hashtag
0: weathercast. I mean, yeah, that, that, we're good. Everything's good.
2: Oh, okay,
1: good. Tristan, everything good with you?
2: Yes, we have our foot on the gas for the house hunt. Unsuccessful so far, but it is uh, happening, at least. Yes. Then... Pro...
1: Can I give you a pro tip? Sure. Find someone you play basketball with and okay. ask, well, <laughs> I don't ask play him, so. him if he's selling a
2: house. Does that it work with other for... sports or activities? Because I don't play basketball.
1: <laughs>
0: no, sorry. sorry. Any about, team well,
2: I'm, out of, I'm out
1: of luck then. And any any team activity? Trivia, rugby, you know.
2: In a shockingly uh classically tristan poor timing moment <laughs> yes. i have also decided that while we are in the fa- the yeah you know, early phases of a house hunt uh now was the perfect time to fall in love with a motor vehicle uh oh mm. he says bringing us back to topic well done tristan
1: oh, what are we talking about tonight before tristan hops into his story
0: I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're gonna talk about there's gonna be surprises uh, apparently that that's but there's gonna be surprises. Special guests maybe, probably not, but maybe. But maybe uh, who knows?
1: We're, <laughs> we're Keep listening do, and find out.
0: <laughs> that's right. We're just gonna do whatever we find uh, entertaining tonight. We haven't talked about news in a long time. We haven't talked about events. Nick's been traveling all over the world, uh, so I mean, whoa. We just, we just,
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> by world you mean indiana the okay. upper midwest
0: <laughs> it is you could see that move on the face of the globe the face of the globe has been traversed
1: that's true okay fine you got me there yeah that's but right. anyway at, Trist- at the geologic
2: uh... <laughs> scale he has moved it is that's it is right.
1: hashtag open episode and tristan is in love with a car tell us more
2: oh the best part is not a car oh Mm, check your check your messages this is my andrew got a little tip off of this this is my my uh recently about to purchase and currently in fact did purchase
1: i was gonna say it's in your driveway what do you mean about to purchase
2: (laughs) Uh, just recently as of 5 p.m it. it was about to purchase as of 5 30 p.m it was had purchased so is this uh, is this why we had it. to
1: push back the recording?
2: It yeah. it yes, it might have been. <laughs> Good. Good. It's a 2023 well, yes. Kawasaki KLR 650 short uh, or something. S. It says S. I assume you know. it means stubby or short or sport. Uh, no, because <laughs> because they specifically lowered this one. <laughs> It is that several looks awesome. several inches shorter than its big brother for people with only 28 inch inseams, for example, um, <coughs> uh, like myself. But, uh, but yes, it is the same motor and everything else is the big one. But the suspension geometry has been fiddled with and the seat has been shortened by putting in fancier space age polymers in the foam. I would have I don't know. They said it's a new type of, <laughs> it's a new type of foam uh, compared to the other one. Um, they could have
1: told you anything and you'd be like, yeah,
2: okay. It's shorter. That's all I care about. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, I almost purchased the original one of these. Um, when I purchased my Bonneville, but I would have been required to pack a small stepladder with me to get on the thing. Um, and I would have had to have like, four inch boot sole extensions to reach the ground, um, once I was on it. So I did not. Um, but this one is brand new for 2023. Um, and they made it for short people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, uh, it's a, it's a very, very new motorcycle experience for me. Um, I'm used to generally pretty low, uh, motorcycles. Um, or ones that you are kind of perched on top of, like a sport bike. This mm-hmm. is just very, very tall, and is like you're sitting in a very tall chair.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like office chair, or, or maybe even like a like a dinner table chair.
2: Yeah, imagine if you put handlebars in front of you at the dinner table; it would be like sure. that. <laughs> um, That's comfy. And like I uh, say, does it ride? Does it ride nice then? It does. Um, it's, it's a little weird at low speed because of the tires. They're kind of aggressive off-road tires. They get a little wobbly, um, at low speed, but they don't really pull you off track that far. So you just kind of like learn to accept that when you come to a stop, you're going to kind of shimmy around a little bit and nothing really happens. So I I fought it at first. It wasn't worth it. And now I'm fine with it. (laughs) Um, and uh, But yeah, I got it all the way up to supra highway speeds. I won't say how many how many mm-hmm. extra miles an hour. Um, and despite being a 600 and c- 650cc single cylinder, uh, it Holy actually shit. rode really smoothly uh, at highway speeds. It didn't rattle. It didn't buzz your arms off. Um, That's I picked a up banger. A, I picked a little bit of it from the pedals uh, from the the pedals the the pegs um and uh but that was about <laughs> I didn't
0: it Didn't even notice you said pedals yeah i did
2: <laughs> um the uh i picked up a little bit of it through the pegs um but that was about it i, I was surprised the all the re- it's one of those like just you don't believe the reviews <laughs> all the reviews are like hey this is surprisingly smooth at highway speeds i'm like nah uh, but it is so um very pleased <laughs> overall um, obviously, I've only had it for under three hours, so I can't really give an exhaustive review, um, but sure. I purchased it with uh, heated hand grips and a power outlet that I'll be able to plug my uh, my heated gear into There um, you with go, the, with the proper adapter. No need for batteries. Um, so it should be something that can run me well into the season and very early in the season because it is also the first bike I've ever owned that's fuel injected. So it will actually start below 40 degrees. Hey, yeah look at Below you 50, go, man
1: congratulations so wait a minute how long has this process been going on and i'm assuming you traded in the triumph
2: funny story no <laughs> no oh, i didn't okay. um because so have i have now. i have a deep sentimental attachment to that bike and i have one bike that works and one bike that i wish worked um so that's Probably gonna need a relatively thorough rebuild. That's not in the expenses checklist for this year. So this year, this season, it's gonna be all the KLR. And if things work out the way I want them to, next year will be a at least modestly complete rebuild of the Bonneville. Ooh. So. If you, there need, are, you
1: need an extra set of hands, Andrew will drive up from
2: Nebraska. It won't be me," says Nick. <laughs> I'll I'll come over and super. I'll come over and supervise. Yes chief beer supervisor yes but
1: uh congratulations
2: yeah it was uh was a a very pain painless experience um you (laughs) know we usually do our shout outs at the end but um i got a different one for that um so shout out southeast sales um in milwaukee fourth fourth largest kawasaki dealer in the country and they're like in like this little building on the north side of milwaukee (laughs) So um, well done on them significantly better pricing and better customer service than places. I will not mention, I'm not here to drag people, but I am, I am going oh, to commend, do it. I'm going to commend them to on the, bad. I'm going to commend them on the fact that they are better than that. So, um, you know, living up to their image, I will try to also be better than that.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, congratulations to, all parties involved. For those of you not knowing what he's talking about, stay tuned. We'll put the pictures up on socials if you haven't already.
2: I have not. I okay. Writing.
1: So that will come very, very shortly. So you'll understand what we're talking about. But that's sweet, man. Thank you. I like the yeah, uh, the awesome. black with the with kind of the flat gray. It looks
2: menacing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Black it's almost it's almost aviator gray. <laughs> almost, it's almost yeah. your Audi gray. Yep. See,
0: that's what happened. That's that's exactly. I actually, what wa-
2: happened. so funny story. Actually, wanted the green one, but I also wanted ABS, and ABS doesn't come on the green mm. one. Weirdly, <laughs> that's enough.
1: for that's for the OGs. Yeah, you only <laughs> okay. get
2: the Kawasaki green if you're not some kind of wuss who wants ABS. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, so you got to earn the Kawasaki green.
0: Jeez, with your with your blood.
2: I bet I can find plastics for sale online.
0: <laughs> Eventually, oh, yeah, I mean, for it's sure. Brand new, but I'm
1: sure you can. For sure. Well, shit, well, Andrew, I don't cool. know. If I, if I, I don't have any stories like that, so.
0: No, I don't have any stories. I do have a question, though, that I think Uh-oh. each of you are uniquely qualified to answer. Sort of a, a general question that I've wondered about for quite some time. And it's car-related in that... Uh, this is when you encounter it, right? Cuz normally you don't really think about people's street addresses or like their numbers until you go to put them in a GPS. And I, and you know, obviously the the fire codes are out. You don't want letters and numbers in your addresses. But when you guys put in like a 1000 address or <clears throat> like what's the best kind of address? Do you want 49s? Do you want an even number? Do you want like 1234? Do you want one, do you want like a single digit, right? Like number three on the road. Like what's the best address number to have?
1: I, I am so happy with my new address because it's not the letters and numbers and alphabet soup anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also my, my house number. Interesting fact is the same. It's not on the same street, but it's the same street number as Lambeau field.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I guess, um, yeah, I mean, having like a replica address is kind of fun. I don't know. So I was that, just thinking, because I feel like n- there um, back in Waukshire, there was a house that was 999. That was always pretty cool, I thought.
1: I would say a sequence or like a 999 would be just yeah. whatever's easiest. Obviously, Honestly, single digits. Yeah, like that I was, was I
2: would say, the the <laughs> coolest I think is if you can get below ten, you're like, hey, I'm the best.
0: <laughs> well, because oh, that's you're... all the um the the corporate offices like in California ever like one Apple Way, right? One Dell yeah, Drive, one, one
2: infinite yeah. loop. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah, whatever it is, uh, that that's pretty sweet. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's that's more of a that's a flex though if you can do that.
2: Oh, for sure. Like I don't know sure. how many.
1: I don't know how many homes, like private homes, are one anything.
2: If you can get them to recognize your driveway as a street, you can make it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's true. Or if you uh, maybe get in real early on the um, on the planning.
2: Yeah, the new subdivision. You're like the first one to buy a yeah. house.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I typed I, in I would... addresses starting with a one into Google, and all the results are about Bitcoin. What? IDK lol.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say if you can't have a signal digit, either just a single repeating number or a sequence.
2: And like one, two, three is kind of overdone. Like I saw Mm -hmm. I saw somebody who had a five six seven address and I was like, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Eight nine
0: one. Oh damn it.
1: No, I was gonna say (laughs) eight nine zero. (laughs) okay all right to to
2: null. well and then
1: and then you can you know shorten it as you talk to
2: someone you know i live on 890
0: 890
2: oh don't say that to me i don't want to ship things to 890 and do the math
0: (laughs) (laughs) the mental
2: gymnastics how is that gymnastics
0: who was was so who gets so mad about people saying i like that 890 or like um
2: uh, 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 I'm trying
0: to think of exact, like 1215 for 1215 or yeah
2: phone um, numbers when people are phone numbers like yeah it's uh and the last four are 3048 it's like yeah hold on so wait the, so threes okay why just just say or, 3048
1: or the
0: big one and he would he would stop class every time anyone did this and draw it on the fucking board he, if someone said uh you know the answer is uh 4508 He's like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. O is a letter. Zero. And he did the zero with the strike through. Zero is a number. There's no number O. It's like, well, you're right.
2: I would just say not every time. (laughs) Just to piss him off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love. Four, five, not nine. (laughs) Go tennis. He's a weird guy. Four, five,
1: know.
2: love nine, love nine. <laughs> yeah, God.
0: there's no number O. Oh. Remember that one, guys. Trot that's... that one out next time someone gives you their phone number. It'll make you really popular.
2: People yeah. will love you.
1: There's no, there's no number O oh, hashtag episode title time stamp it, right. Tristan.
0: Oh, that's just that. Even that, even that as an episode title annoys me. That, that guy. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, I mean that was only tangentially correlated, but that is something I've been meaning to ask you guys for a long time because it's one of the few times I ever think about it is in the car going to a new address.
1: Yeah. My address my old address didn't exist on Google Maps.
0: No. No, nope. spicy.
1: And to probably half the people I would order online from. <laughs> like it does Damn it does man. the it does the autofill thing sometimes where it's like like suggested yeah. or whatever when you type it in and it would suggest a completely different address. Did you mean, and I'm like, well, no, I meant what I typed in. And then they're like, well, the address doesn't exist. And I'm like, am I really here? Well, it's funny.
2: As <laughs> yeah. part of my aforementioned house hunting process, of course, being a huge nerd, I always check what the internet options are at any location. Um, mm. When we're looking at places, That's important. so though. many of them do not show up. I was like, well, that's not promising. Mm. <laughs> Let That's me, an easy those, way to weed them uh, out.
0: I guess but those those address finder things for internet are generally garbage because either they significantly overpromise or they say, oh, it's likely, or or you know, whatever, call this number to I've just never had any success with those being reliable.
1: Never. That was a big reaction, Tristan, but no words.
2: Hashtag Shrug, eye roll. Ah, mighty
1: Gotcha. uh, so car stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, enough foreplay. Let's hear all about we're,
1: it, Nick. Oh yeah, so there was that little thing called the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah. Um, that little, little tiny race,
0: event. Lo- lo- local local event. Yeah,
1: we're actually in like we're recording this in the middle of a really big, like, sequence of motorsports events. So. We're coming off of Indianapolis. They also actually just raced in Detroit last yesterday at the time of recording this, so I won't spoil that and tell you who won. Um, I haven't <laughs> even watched it back yet. I do know who won. But um, <laughs> yeah, the week before was Indianapolis 500, and um, beautiful day. The, the, for the last, shoot, decade, if it wasn't raining, we were getting broiled in the seats, this time was uh, high 70s light breeze, no humidity like San Diego perfect weather. Um, um, it was it was awesome and it was sneaky with the Sun because it was kind of cloudy for a while and that would peek out and then go back behind the clouds. And I wore a baseball hat backwards with the strap on the front. So when I got home I got a big old red target on my forehead. <laughs> Just in time to you go back it? to work. yeah. Um, the it was a tale I will say of three races.
2: It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, and it was also that other time.
1: Mm-hmm. It was so the first ninety-five laps were pretty fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> there was there was no yellow. Everyone got really strung out. Everyone was just cruising, trying to save fuel. Um, so there really wasn't a lot of action happening. From lap one hundred or so after the first yellow to one eighty five was a really really good race like pit strategy, a couple of cautions to bump people up, restarts comers goers moving up through the field, some guy you know who hit the setup who didn't like you you can you can kind of tell if you if you go there like even. Like coming out of off of a corner usually they kind of let the car drift down to the left before pulling it back out to take the line into the corner after lap 100 they don't just let it kind of drift they dart it over like you can tell business is picking up it's getting tense um and then the last 15 laps was absolute haywire just,
2: <laughs> mayhem
1: just mm-hmm. I mean three red flags in the last 15 laps The first two, I will say, are very warranted. You know, the IndyCar doesn't do like the NASCAR overtime thing. So there was a really big accident with 15 laps to go. A tire actually sailed over the seats out of the ballpark and hit a car in the parking lot.
0: Damn, that's fucking crazy. I didn't know that.
1: Jesus. Yeah. The tires are tethered, but for whatever Uh reason, just like. Sure, they are. (laughs) One in a. Billion chance that these two cars made contact. It was um, Felix Rosenquist and Kyle Kirkwood. Rosenquist had already brushed the wall and his toe link bent, so he spun around. And Kirkwood almost missed him, but they just clipped. um, I think it was left rear tire to left rear tire. And Kirkwood's Mm -hmm. tire, like just the way they hit, it sheared the tether. So the tire... And a couple of suspension pieces at like hundred and eighty miles an hour rockets over the fence,
0: <laughs> over the seats. Fucking crazy!
1: It was like an old school, like Albert Pujols home run. Like you could just imagine. At least it went like, over the seats, though. Yeah. Oh, it would have been, it would have been devastating if that had hit the seats. They were so lucky Not in turn either. two. Um, but it, it completely fucked a Malibu out in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 um. And Kirkwood flipped over and he, like he hit. Thank God for the the big arrow screen and the roll hoop because he actually like laid up helmet side against the wall and slid down the track. Like it was big, so absolutely warranted for a red flag there because they would have ran the last fourteen laps completely under yellow. Nobody was hurt from the flying tire. None of the drivers were hurt. It was fine. They buzz around. They do a uh, few laps under yellow. They go green with, like, nine laps to go, and then uh, Pato Award, uh, or a.k.a. Potato O'Reilly, tries a very (laughs) aggressive late move into turn three. Defending winner Marcus Erickson was kind of already committed to his line. Could have given him more space, maybe, but anyway, Pato ends up spinning. Everyone kind of, as they call it now, concertinas up. And a couple other people get hit. So that's another red flag with, like, seven laps to go. Okay, they're trying to do this whole, we're going to get this finish under green for the fans. Yeah. They roll around again. Um, and they go green with, like, three laps to go. Coming to the green, everybody piles up in the back. Like, they don't even make the start-finish line. <laughs> and I'm like, and Marcus Erickson is in the lead. And I and I think everyone there was like, well, you know, we gave it a good go. Uh, but this is probably going to finish under yellow now. And Marcus Erickson is going to be the first repeat winner in over 20 years. Like, hey, he's done it twice in a row. Good on you, Marcus. Nope. Uh, with, with no precedent, with nothing in the rule book procedurally, IndyCar decides and we're going to red flag this thing with two laps to go. Ooh. which means Ooh. when they go yellow, the cars will start up in pit road, roll out for one pace lap without the pace car and get the restart with the green and white flags together and do a one lap shootout. And, um, they wanted to add to the excitement. And I think for maybe some casual fans, it was very exciting. Everybody there who has seen an IndyCar race before knew that Marcus Erickson was going to lose. He is in the front of a line where drafting is important. <laughs> he had no shot. He had absolutely no shot. And I have, there's nothing, Joseph Newgarden was second. Sure enough, he made a pass down the backstretch that Erickson couldn't defend. And he won the race. I have no problem with Joseph Newgarden winning. He's one of the best drivers, probably by the time he retires, in the history of the sport. He's already a two time champion. He's won twice this year, including Indy. Like, blonde haired, blue eyed, Penske perfect American, like, media, like, dream for any sponsor. Like, great. I have no problem with Joseph Newgarden. You know,
0: Penske perfect, but he hadn't won the 500
1: until, yeah, he had not. He was going to eventually. It was going to okay. be- no. yeah. matter okay. of time. It was only on. a matter of time. Like he's too good not to get at least one of these. And um, I can't win for losing. If, if you, if you um, follow his stuff on social media, he and his teammate are on YouTube. He and his teammate, Scott McLaughlin, do the series called bus bros. It's hilarious. Um, so like it was a popular win congrats to new garden but i just have this feeling like this kind of icky feeling in my gut like it shouldn't have ended that way like all the i, I mean and people disagree my dad and i got into a big argument on monday when we went over there we got back into town and we went over for a cookout and he's like that was amazing i'm like that was kind of bullshit
0: <laughs> see uh, all right it, it wasn't. I, I, I'm, totally, I'm totally on your dad's side i think i think uh indycar just showed every single racing series how to handle problematic ends of races which have frankly plagued the sport and every sport as we talked about kind of earlier in the year imagine if f1 had done that They uh, did. what was it two two years but but started everything from red and just gone full out for a full well well, well i guess a lap and a half or whatever And just sprinted it out. Stopped everyone. Not let people through none of this fiddle fuckery. Stopped it. Put everyone in order and rolled them out again. Which is, to be honest, part of what they were criticized for not doing. Like, I think this is the clear best
1: solution. Um, I... So... What I don't like is that they just made it up as they went. Like, yeah. But the, the problem with the F1 race was that they they didn't follow a procedure. And that was why everyone was so mad. Like, there was a certain procedure in place that they didn't follow. Here, there was no, there was nothing, like, there's nothing in the rule book that says what happens if there's a yellow with two laps to go. They're not going to extend the race. They're not going to do the infinite NASCAR overtime thing because IndyCar <laughs> right. teams only get a certain <laughs> certain amount of fuel. And they're all going to run out. Like, you can't just keep right. doing it. So they're.
0: Well, also the is, this is never going to be awful, and no one likes it. This
1: is this is ever this is never going to be the Indianapolis 502 and a half. It's always going to be the Indianapolis five hundred. Yeah, but you sometimes races end under yellow, man, and they. I, I have no problem with the other two red flags. They 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 did every, that was all fine and well, but when you position yourself when a yellow comes out with two laps to go at lap 198, even if they would have like reset it and done two laps. So Erickson would have at least had a chance. Like, I see what you're saying. Everybody else, like who I, like all the people I race carts against are all texting me as it's going on saying, really, this is fucked up. Like, come on. It, It like, this is embarrassing. Like this is
0: okay. Okay. There's all of that. But let me present this argument. This was way more
1: badass. (laughs) I don't think it was.
0: I think it was great. Listen, no one wants anything other, uh, for a race, no one wants anything more than one hell of a last two lap sprint, right? You want the the drama and you want this, that. Two, you not one. The end of any race. Well, yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? They did the best they could with what if if the back of the pack hadn't screwed it up, they
1: would have had a great they would three have had a laps. phenomenal finish. They would have had a phenomenal Correct. three
2: lap dash. But they didn't.
0: So, this is uh when life gives you shit, make shit aid, right? What's the saying?
2: I think it's lemons. Make like when life fruit? gives you lemons. Yeah. Like when huh. life gives you lemons, make shit aid.
0: I never heard that one. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Okay. But no, I, I I just think this is better. It, the one lap thing, I totally understand that as a very specific quibble for what they did. Uh, throwing out the rule book and just doing something cool is very badass. I appreciate that. I think that's the way more things should be done. And I think that this um, kind of race finish is just more exciting. I mean, I'm thinking um, Michelin Tire when we were at Road America and was at 2019 where it was just a slop fest and... Yeah, Was that under, that was under yellow. They went green on the last lap. Like that, that is, that is so great. But I will say this, is it the rarity that makes it so exciting? Like if this were to happen four or five times a racing season, does it then become bullshit by virtue of the fact that you're doing this all the time? And like Nick points out, it does disadvantage the people in the lead. It just does, especially on a track like Indy, especially when in in racing where well, the air is so important. you know what I right. mean the draft. I feel like is with so road important. cars you have a a stronger case for it to matter less. maybe even in NASCAR but you know, which air is really why the road
1: America well. situation you mentioned Andrew was different. like that Correct. was good because they had four miles, multiple braking zones, all of mm-hmm. that. To try to sort themselves out, it wasn't coming from a red. They like they were under yellow the whole time. Right. You know, it was. Ugh, there's been so much talk lately. I think we've probably talked about this on the podcast before. Like how in big moments in big sporting events, name it, NFL, NBA, Indy 500, Formula One, officials are having too much influence on an outcome late. And I feel like oh, yes. that's what happened here.
2: Yeah, it's they, not necessarily like it's like quote unquote illegal or anything, but it's just like they're exerting their influence at weird times. It doesn't seem to like to be to throw a game or a race or anything. But it's just like well, I why mean, do you
0: should talk about do... the NBA then? Well <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I don't talk about the NBA. I don't I don't watch that. So
1: there will be there there will be slight adjacent talk of the NBA coming up in a little bit, but for a different reason. No, but anyway, okay. go but, ahead, Tristan.
2: Yeah. Oh, just I'm saying that they they exert influence where it's not necessary and that causes weird outcomes. Not what other than apparently whatever's happening in the NBA, it doesn't seem to be specifically on purpose to throw games or anything, but it's like that was a weird time to do anything, much less Something for one team or the other, you know.
1: Yeah, and again, I'll say there is absolutely nothing against Joseph Newgarden winning the race. And what my the point that my dad tried to make was like, well, it was the same situation for everybody. It was the same situation for everybody from Joseph Newgarden on back. It was not the same for Marcus Ericsson. Um, Correct. Yes, that so is true. So it, you know. They'd never tried it before. I personally don't like it. Joe new gardens um, celebration, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught that was awesome. 11 out of 10.
0: He stopped (laughs) on the yard
1: of bricks. He climbed out. He did the fist pump thing, his helmet's still on and he starts running for the fence. And we're like, oh man, don't do helio. Don't copy helio and climb the fence. That's someone else's thing. He (laughs) finds a He finds a gap in the bottom of the fence, slides through it and goes up into the seats. And he starts moshing <laughs> with the fans.
0: He dove through that camera the camera. Yeah, he yo, dove so the up, camera
2: through, hole or something. Yeah. He
1: slid through the camera hole and went up into the seats and all That's the fans are so slapping him on the helmet and all this stuff. Like what kind of especially if that was your first trip and you just happened to be in that section. Yeah. And here's the winner of the damn race. It's a great mosh hitting with you. What a story. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. That
1: was so cool. So I, mean, I don't know. it
0: I, I am strongly on record on this podcast as being anti-officiating, and I, you know, in general, and I do think it is worth mentioning because I've been mentioning it whenever sports come up lately. The NBA is the only major sports league to have a federally indicted game-fixing scandal with the referees, and one of those referees was refereeing a game with questionable officiating in the in the last three seconds that changed the outcome. Am I saying the NBA is corrupt? Yes, because they provably are, but (laughs) but yeah, yeah, the the federal government stands with me on this one. You can't dispute it. But uh, anyways, this, I feel like I'm willing to let this slide because it was cool and maybe that makes me hypocritical and I'm actually fine with that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, we'll just agree to disagree on it. Again, nothing against the winner. It, I just...
0: I'll put it this way. I feel Let's, icky about it. What if... I would be willing to see it happen one more time and judge it based on the outcome of... Not necessarily at Indy, right? But I'd be willing to see this happen maybe on like an Indy 500 road course. Sure. And see if it disadvantages the leader in the same way. Because this was a clear disadvantage to the leader absolutely true. A hundred percent true. But yeah, I think,
1: yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think I'd have as much of a problem with it. Like you, it, road America, the, the race they just ran yesterday in Detroit, because yeah. there's breaking points, there's downshifting. There's a lot of other stuff that can happen over the course of a lap versus Indianapolis where I'm going to put my foot in the fan and I'm not going to lift because it's the last lap, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's just my take. Sounds like Andrew and I can disagree on this one. We can disagree peacefully. I don't think we need to put this to a poll and have Andrew proven <laughs> wrong like the other time. A few like months, the last time. But a
0: um, jury was still out last I heard.
1: <laughs> do we okay, – so that's, that's – look, Indianapolis <laughs> is still the best weekend of the year. It's better than any holiday um, Monday is always a buzzkill because it's like, oh, we gotta wait 364 more days for this. Like, it's still, it was still awesome. Like, sure. no regrets. It was great.
2: <laughs> no raggrats.. But um, no rag-rats.
1: Yeah. So we, we move forward. There's a if we can just we want to we can just stick to the motorsport theme because there's another big race coming up uh, a few days after this episode will be released. <laughs> Yes. Normally, what people argue is it's an argument between Indy and this race as what is the biggest race in the world. So the 24 Hours of Le Mans is hitting this Saturday morning. The 100th anniversary, not the 100th running. It's kind of like they did with Indy a few years ago.
2: They get to celebrate twice. <laughs> you get to
1: celebrate twice. Um, huge top class, finally, for the first time in ages you've got ferrari back in the top class porsche back in the top class the incumbent toyotas uh the weird looking Pujos with no rear wings um, <laughs> it's the the glicken house the the um the privateer americans with two cars in the top class the cadillacs from imsa honestly
2: i've been it's, i've been so busy Personally, I haven't watched a lot of the IMSA stuff this year, so it's going to be a really good opportunity for me to see in depth a lot of these cars and watch some of this racing for once. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I Huge. will. Yeah,
0: very much the same for me.
2: <laughs> Huge GT
1: field. Um, there is no GT Pro anymore. They're all um, Pro Am on the GT side. Um. Because most of the factory GT teams left to do the the top class, the hypercar, So they just eliminated the class, but there's still going to be, well, 56 cars there between three classes plus one invitational car, which I know Tristan wanted
2: to talk about. So hopefully (laughs) that, hopefully that teed you up, Tristan. Well, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think all of us, I think we all did. I I was just urging, I was just urging that we hold it for, for the podcast sure it's true it's fair
0: nick, uh who wants to start who wants to start
2: nick give us the the technical details drivers vehicle all that stuff
1: so yeah sure so this is um essentially a a promotional effort for uh nas it's nascar's 75th anniversary this year it's the 100th anniversary of le mans so for the last year or so, Hendrick Motorsports, one of the top teams in NASCAR, Kyle Larson runs for him, Jeff Gordon used to, Jimmy Johnson used to, um, has been prepping a essentially a NASCAR cup car with modifications. They put actual working headlights in it, except instead of stickers. They put um, side view mirrors on it. They put extra little fender flary things on the front and the rear. Um, they put a sequential gearbox in it, um, like a six speed instead of a four speed. Um, and they're essentially taking a modified NASCAR cup car and running it as the quote unquote, like innovative garage 56 entry at Lamar this year. So it is the, there is no class it belongs to. They're racing nobody.
2: Yep, it's basically just an, just an exposition.
1: It's an exposition demonstration car with some really big names in it. The aforementioned Jimmy Johnson is going to be one of the three drivers. Um, Tristan, one of your favorites from back in the day in the Audi um, turbo diesel days, Mike <laughs> yes. Rockenfeller is going to yep. be the second driver. And F yeah, F1 World Champion <laughs> Jensen Button is Button. driver number three. The most British name ever, Jensen Button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. British versus Mika Rockefeller is Mr. Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. British. So, and then Mr. NASCAR, Jimmy Johnson.
1: So um, there's a lot of. Obviously there was a lot of fanfare around the car. So a lot of the teams loaded in a few days ago already. they already started doing the you know the traditional in the downtown square of LaMa scrutineering where they roll all the cars out and the fans are there and it's it's really cool. And they actually kept these this cup car downtown LaMa while everyone else, went back to start testing. They kept it there for an extra couple hours for more media stuff. And there was an interview with Jensen Button on the first day of scrutineering. And he's like, yep, we're going to keep it downtown and we're going to start it. Hopefully everyone here has double pane glass. <laughs> it is a deep throaty, big V8 and it's going to shatter a lot of glass, we think. But um, what I learned today is that you know, this thing is going to go, you know, cup cars aren't necessarily made for road courses.
2: This new, this new version, no. is this
1: version is better. This new version of the NASCAR cup car is better. But they were actually considering, um, for those who don't know, the, when you're out, the white flag from the flag stand means last lap. But if you're out on the course somewhere at any other time during the race and you see the white flag... That means there's a disabled car ahead. They were actually talking about waving that at the Porsche curves whenever this cup car drove through because they thought it was going to be so slow. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God! (laughs) Turns out... As it turns out... It's three seconds faster than the
2: GTM cars. (laughs) This thing hauls ass. Yeah, that was what I wanted to get to, was the fact that despite every indication, past experience, and gut feeling I've ever had, uh, it's actually surprisingly fast. (laughs) And not just surprisingly fast for a NASCAR, it's just surprisingly fast. It's fast for any sort of GT car. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, one day of testing the car's quickest time was... 3 minutes 53.7 seconds and it's more than two seconds faster than any time set by a car built to the race's standard gt regulations nice the thing rips it's surprising everybody how fast it is (laughs) it's not going to keep up with the prototypes but it's it's going to be kind of by itself it's going to be kind of in its own little world, in front of the GTS and behind the prototypes. It, from what it's looking like, there's only been a couple of days of testing. The it's, other it's teams been... haven't qualified yet, so you don't know if they're showing their entire hand. They're probably not, but yeah, it's, it's surprisingly it's, 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 it's quick.
2: It's always been it's always been my problem with NASCAR is that they're like using some of some fantastic engineering minds and material science and simulation and everything to like design a hammer like (laughs) it's it's just it's so disappointing that they don't because of the spec and because of the the soul of the sport they're not allowed to come up with things like more than a four-speed transmission like you know that kind of thing like even for use on road courses like i understand that it might not have a lot of use on like restrictor plate restrictor plate circuits and stuff like i get that but like you know that we don't get to see stuff like this more often from the nascar engineers is disappointing to me and i think it's cool for them to just be able to go out and do their do their thing like you know whatever you need to do cuz it's experimental there's no spec whatever you need to do to make this car go around this track really fast have fun boys and I I love that <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason that's very appealing to me letting the engineers just do their thing
1: use their full brains for once. yeah yep <laughs> it's it's gonna be interesting to see again like do you do they even have a podium celebration if they're the only car in their class like they do one lap they win oh, so you so... celebrate <laughs> more yeah <laughs> what do you do there it, is it gonna be? I think the obviously the endurance part is going to be the toughest test. Can the thing actually make twenty four hours? And if you're not always the trick, and if you're not racing it against anybody, how hard do you fight to keep it running with mechanical errors?
0: I mean, the ideal scenario here, right, is that they just run it basically trouble free. Just just put in some time, and you know, I think even if there are problems or they go down for you know 10 15 laps so you just put it out there and the goal would be to have it cross the finish line while the flag's waving regardless of timing or pacing right you just you get it through to just to prove the point that you did it
2: yeah so that we can (laughs) right exactly yep yeah it's weird It, it looks out of place it sounds out of place it's really funny looking at it compared to the other cars out there like the 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 looks specifically like the sound we'll get to that in a minute cuz i got another great lamoff sound i want to talk about but like looking at it on the track with the like the hypercars behind it and the hypercars yes. are like this much lower <laughs> <laughs> yes like See, that's like, that's what i
0: told totally <laughs> just i think you i think you guys are getting fooled by trick photography they're photographing it next to to the prototypes and they're like <laughs> this car is large and it's like bro i can see the 911 rsr behind it it's not that much bigger than that car i can see it it's right there it's narrower it might be longer but it like what are we doing here
2: i don't know it's just it's it's taller i think i don't care about wider or longer that i wasn't even looking at that i was looking at it looming over these other vehicles on the track because there's it's so high.
1: Yeah, it's like a FedEx <laughs> truck compared to the yeah. <laughs>
2: the rest of
0: them. It just doesn't look that well. That the, all these all these headlines looks huge and hilarious. Like, all right, ridiculous. Goes fast. Like, I, I I don't know. I don't think it looks ridiculous. I don't think it it looks like a race car that you would see at a place kind of like Le Mans. Not that oh that that fits. I don't know. Am I being a thief of joy here? Or is it like actually funny and I don't get it?
2: Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Stop stealing is it my actually, joy. Is it,
0: is it actually funny? It doesn't look funny to me. It doesn't look weird. It doesn't look absurd in the context of the Camaro or of the racetrack. Like, I, I really don't get it. Like What am I not seeing?
1: I think it looks... Compared to the rest of the cars that are racing around. If you were to just see it by itself and it's in a vacuum, no. It's a cool-looking, souped-up Camaro. Just in like the context of the... Issue?
0: Like, I'm just looking at pictures and I need to see it. Like, I don't I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I think it's versus the other cars on track. It, it looks really... I wouldn't say goofy or funny, like, in like making fun of it sense. But, like, in a joyous, like, this thing is hilariously interesting type of way like how are they going to do this you know it's more like Is there a... any
0: footage of it on track right there on footage on tra- let's i'm just going to run this in the background while while we talk about this so i mean i i, I think it looks awesome i think it's the sickest looking camaro of all time um i mean we, we've liked the camaro around here for a hot minute we've we've sure. stand. and i, I think this I've... one just looks more awesome i don't know
1: I don't have a. The only problem I had with the Camaro's looks was when they moved the bow tie logo up that one time and it made it look like it had like a big droop yeah. snout.
0: That was silly. I don't know why they did that. That still was a mistake.
1: It, yeah. But other than that, like, no, the Camaro's a good looking car. And this isn't a bad looking car. I think it just, it's way different compared to the, to the pieces of machinery around it, is all.
0: That thing is fucking
1: scooting. I know. It's so fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm just watching this. Uh, this on-track action. I don't care about an interview. Get out of here, Jensen. Show me car. No, but he's the most British. He is the most British. By the way, the headlights on this thing are awesome. Yes. they. I mean, they're just a ton of really ultra-bright LEDs, but they look really
2: cool. <laughs> Crammed in a box. <laughs> and how cool is it for
1: someone like a Jensen Button or a Jimmy Johnson who have accomplished pretty much everything they've ever set out to do in motorsport, right? Jimmy's seven time NASCAR champion. Jensen's an F1 world champion. They're retired now. They're doing some broadcasting. Jimmy tried a little IndyCar car a couple years ago. They're doing all this stuff and you want to run this really goofy ass, awesome, souped up Camaro at Le Mans, not racing against anybody just for the fun of it. Hell yeah, we do. Let's go do it. You know, like, I think that's yeah. cool.
0: I think maybe it's my IMSA eyes. This does not look silly on track next to the prototypes in in motion either, I don't think.
2: I think for me, what looks silly is the, like the fact, like what they did to the cup car. It's not necessarily the income. It's not even necessarily in comparison to the, other cars out there it's like they like just glued mirrors and some winglets on it and like <laughs> put leds in a box and shoved them under the hood to make headlights like sure like obviously like obviously as we discussed these guys are engineers so they are designed but it looks like uh uh shit we gotta have mirrors um <laughs> like you know like to me that's the amusing part is seeing them gin up a you know Spe- or a, you know a minimum safety specification car for this that like has headlights that aren't stickers for example <laughs> sure
1: yeah I'd, yeah
2: that's I where i'm coming awesome.
0: from i I'd totally forgotten um that this race was this weekend because that's just how that's just how it'd be um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make a hot take here the astons with the big downforce generators on the back look more can continue to look more ridiculous than this Camaro does.
1: Well, that, that rear diffuser on the Aston is a little rear overboard. Diffuser, thank you.
0: Yeah.
2: That thing it, is. I mean,
0: that's just looked like a Nike shoe for about a <laughs> decade at this point. Um, I, I, you know what? I think it's great. I, I fully support it in its current iteration. Uh, racing at every size, I don't think it looks out of line at all.
1: We'll see how it goes. Um, I have already told Claire that um, I will be camped out in this very basement you won't for, see me <laughs> for those 24 hours um, Tristan I think you and your lovely bride will make your way over here at some point
2: yes I will make it over there for a significant portion of it I will possibly return home for a few hours to sleep maybe not we'll see how it goes um, I we may got room. fall I may just fall asleep in a chair um, but uh, I, I, I don't know that it, at this age I'm gonna stay up the whole time. I'm tired all the time, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we will uh, we will give it a shot. And my mom is in town, so I do have to be awake to like bid adieu on Sunday. So. Sure,
1: sure. <laughs> and then Jessica and Claire can hang out while our eyeballs fall out watching race cars. Yes. <laughs> It's going to be good. And the other piece, when I was mentioned that we're going to get to the NBA, is a weird announcement came out from the race organizers at Lamar. Yeah, I
0: just saw this.
1: LeBron James is going to be the honorary starter. Wait, exactly. Okay. On one hand, great, probably the biggest sports star in the world outside of like Messi, right, or Ronaldo.
0: I have, I have a theory. I have a theory. Have a theory. He's going to start on, a
2: racing
1: team. Probably, <laughs> and and then on he, the but on the other hand, it's like, at what point, like, yeah, why, like, why would you need Lebron? Jordan for- Racing.
0: Lebron is, uh, Lebron is also a hundred years old. Um, he's
2: <laughs> he wants to he be, be Michael be- Jordan. To be is he going back to the Lakers? I don't.
0: I don't think he's going
1: back to the Lakers.
0: He, he might is just contract
1: up. I don't know. Um, I didn't
0: think. I thought it was. But anyway, so he. His one stated goal is to play with his son on the basketball team. Uh, and his son grad, or is probably coming out in next year's draft. Even I think so his son is in
1: two years. In, in two. I don't years, think okay. it's this yeah. coming draft because his son just committed to USC. So he's going to do. Okay, he has to do go. one I year of college. Years,
2: yeah, two years. There.
0: Yeah, so um, that's his stated goal to play on the basketball team of the sun, which is great. I think it's very cool. Uh, but I'm just saying, watch this. The, uh, the the 23 team in NASCAR must have gotten his attention. And I think uh, it's a smart play, too, right? If you can put your name on things, and not, he wouldn't be able to do 23 racing. He'd have to do, what was that other number? He'd have six for a hot
1: minute there, right? He has six or 23. 26. He was kind of bouncing back and forth between the two.
0: Uh, maybe just combines them just 29. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if we see a LeBron James team. Um, that'd be a little desperate. I, I'll say it that way. That'd be a little desperate. I don't know necessarily enough about basketball to say whether LeBron is the goat of goats. He probably is not, but maybe Nick can weigh in on that. I think if I mean, he would, it would be a little lame if he tried to do a racing team.
1: He's he. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. He's investing obviously in a lot of stuff. He's a billionaire now, so for sure. Um, Tom Brady. I don't think he's got ownership stake in that team, but he is a. His name is on. I think it's like he's got a clothing line now, just called Brady, and that is on. <laughs> um, it's real Shout original. And then, but Shout he is on clothes. one of the, uh, not the factory Porsche hypercar, but one of the. The privateer one that's running the the
0: Brady the, brand homie,
1: the team Yoda or Joda Sport car has got Brady on the side really big.
2: Really,
0: so, Tom Brady yeah. racing. Let's hear here,
2: Ra- racing where you go to spend money that you don't need Yoda. anywhere else. Yeah, Tom so
0: Brady. what the hell? Get out of my sport! uh brady is <laughs> is branding his name on the hertz sponsored Jota sports team car that will run the 3.9 million dollar Porsche 963 prototype at le mans
1: yeah so brady I love is that edul-
0: this one uh, and this article they explained it an endurance focused sports car race held annually near the town of le mans france you- <laughs> well
1: what website is it on
0: athlon sports i've never heard of it okay either. so
1: yeah, so that's not a racing website. So most of the readers probably don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. This uh, not, not for nothing This apparel line is Garbo.
1: Well, it's on. It's going to be tearing around Lamar on the side of that Porsche. So what, mm. what I'm saying is, some of these big time. You, you mentioned Jordan and his NASCAR team. Mm-hmm. LeBron is probably not only just going to be there to wave the flag. He's probably going to be speaking to people in the pits. Um, of course, so he'll. It, you're right, Andrew. I'm actually on your side on this one. Where I, it would not surprise me at all if at some point there's an announcement. LeBron has an ownership stake in some sort of team somewhere, or Brady. Something.
0: So, but that's that's the thing, right? And and this is maybe a different conversation entirely. But I feel like if LeBron were to do this, it would be so lame because the thing about the Jordan Motorsports is that it was never like initially the first one was motorcycle racing when Mm -hmm. no one gave a shit about motorcycle racing at all. (laughs) And I don't even know if there, is there an article like why he did that the, the first time, like why he invested in a motorcycle racing team?
1: He said he always grew uh, up with, with motorcycles. And that was like one of the hobbies that he and his family did.
0: Whoa, sorry about that, folks. Uh, I think LeBron James cut the stream there because I was talking shit about him. But a little technical difficulty. I I don't know what happened. I can only only assume uh, LeBron James, clearly the goat of all goats. Uh, No, what I was saying uh, is that for some reason this just feels really inauthentic to me. And equivalently, right, it's not just LeBron. It also feels really inauthentic from Brady, who you would expect inauthentic things from anyway because he's just like a manufactured persona. I don't know what. What am I really complaining about, right? <laughs> Tom Brady more, as a more fake eyes. person. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, I mean you know, what, what are we really talking? More eyes on racing can only be good. Yeah, None of them are gonna like do a racing team. No one's gonna do something really cool. You know what I mean? And and sponsor uh, the, put six alphas in IMSA, right? Like no one's gonna do something fun like that. It's gonna be uh, start from the top, I guess. Which is which is cool.
1: Exactly. Speaking of LeBron, I'm going to drop something in the Discord chat if you guys are still on it. Um, there's this thing uh, going around about how how long LeBron has been in the league, and it's his <laughs> face from the first video game he was on to the most recent. Oh, no. <laughs> huh? Absolutely freaking classic.
0: It's been a while. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Those polygons. Uh, anyway, we'll put, I'll have to post that. Not strictly correlated, but yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. That that's all I necessarily. That's all I have about Le Mans. I think I, I'm. I'm going to try to watch some though because I am interested in seeing how well um, the hilarious Camaro. It looks so funny.
1: If I you have... all are,
2: oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say if you're all interested in watching, um, in the United States, Motor Trend TV, Motor Trend TV Plus, is the spot to do it. They'll, if I remember right, they've had pretty much uninterrupted coverage. Like they'll do commercials and stuff, but they, it's like it's not like you have to switch between like nine different channels over the course of twenty four hours. So, uh, Motor Trend usually does a pretty good job with the. Uh, with the world feed there. So that's where listeners here can, can go watch.
2: Yeah. I didn't, I never got a chance to come back to my Lama sound. Yes. sound. There's an amazing clip. I know you kind of shrugged at the car, Andrew and me too, whatever. There's a really hilarious clip of the hybrid Cadillac leaving the pit box. Mm-hmm. Because it takes off in full electric mode, so it goes wee as it takes off, and then yeah. just like yeah. erupts yeah. into V8 noises, and it's like it—it it sounds like it's charging its explosion cannon or something. Like it's just—it's yeah, a hilarious—it's a hilarious noise.
1: Yes, really for
2: those who are
0: unassuming.
2: Well, no, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say for those who are unassuming, it will literally. Like you will shit your pants.
2: Like if it happens behind you, yeah, if you don't have to see the Corvette happens behind us. That's what that I'm saying. Pro- that,
0: that It's exactly that sound. And and the um, what race was that? God, I forget. Anyways. Um, it was Road
2: America, for sure.
0: There was a problematic Corvette engine that they're trying to start on the pit so that it wouldn't be cold and they could mm-hmm. start it for the race. Uh, and it didn't start, it just blew up and this is exactly that sound
2: yeah yep (laughs) so so that was the last Lamar thing i wanted to mention there's a great clip of it i will see if i can find it so we can share it um someone was recording from like right behind it in the pit box so you get the full exhaust noise um and -hmm. it's it's great um and then but in in the world's clumsiest transition my only non-racing commentary for this week just general like car observations or or news you guys i'm disappointed because you didn't tell me about the previous about the previous generation prius what what do you mean did you know that someone in the design department like dropped their soda bottle on the clay model and they just let that go to production what No, that's, that is a lie. That is a fake story, but it's what it looks like. If you <laughs> Google the twenty twenty two Prius, look at the back of the twenty twenty two Prius. It looks like somebody just dropped something on. Like I was like, "Oh man, something yeah, fucked no. up that print." Oh, never mind. <laughs> that was. The,
0: oh wait, no, the twenty twenty two. I was actually thinking the one before that. They announced that weird Super Bowl commercial. That one was super ugly. Twenty twenty two is Garbo. I am loving the current gen Prius. I think it the was twenty twenty three.
2: So- yeah. Yeah. It actually looks good, but the 2022. If you look at it from the back, it's like they. Fi- it looks like they fixed the glass, but like somebody dropped a steel beam on the trunk. Yeah, like it's, it's the weirdest thing, and I don't know how I had missed that until like two days ago.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Priuses, that was a, that was a genius segue to. I I just hate how shit like that's, this gets covered and it just it just really bothers me. Um, Motor Trend headlined an article about the GR, the performance maniacs over at Toyota. They're going <laughs> to do a GR Prius because why the hell would they not do that? Why not? <laughs> and their, and their headline is this, a high performance Toyota GR Prius hybrid? Really? really? <laughs> yes, you fucking idiot. Andrew Beckford, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Obviously yes. What are you talking about? Why are you whining about this? The, clearly they would do this. Shut up. That is... Shut up. How about that? Really So It's, like,
2: it's like AMG made a high-performance A-series? Really? Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It, that's what they do. They're insane. But it's just like,
0: <laughs> why would they not do this? The, the Prius is... I mean, I think you can make the argument the Prius still is the flagship international model for all of Toyota. They -hmm. may sell more Corollas. They may sell more RAV4s now, but they created such a synergy between Toyota and, oops, it's called the Synergy Drive. Didn't mean to do that, but Toyota created (laughs) such an intentional synergy between the Prius and their brand. It's basically the same thing. And it just so happens that hybrids are now more popular than ever, obviously toyota would it would do nothing but benefit them to create the first performance hybrid it couldn't make more sense yeah. there's nothing about this that doesn't make sense well, it's like and,
2: and, and, well, and the thing is it's not the first performance hybrid it makes total sense there are tons of other performance hybrids that are way like way up market it makes total what? sense to like like the gti the WX, and the n do for like Comp- as they compare to, like, high-end sports cars, there's yeah. a place for a hybrid of that same, like, caliber compared to the big boys, you know? Right, yes, The exactly. Ferraris no, and ultra- whatever, yeah. Not, yeah.
0: not the uh, ultra-premium hybrid. Hypercars, yeah, yeah. The smallest electric motor tied into a Lamborghini, not that. Right, not really a hybrid. <laughs> a Prius, a... a,
2: a <laughs> One power drill motor.
0: exactly (laughs) exactly uh but a but a prius with the cachet that it has and by the way it also now looks badass uh creating something and i mean what do we think this will really be right 230 horsepower 250 horsepower that would blow the tits off of anything that a prius has been before that's all they need to do right they just need to crest 200 basically and then call it a performance model and put the gr branding on it hopefully they'll do better but it's like, why are you? Why? Why do car people always do this? The obvious choice, really? Yes. No more brown wagons. Shut up. <laughs> <Peace> <laughs> Shut oh, it, just, up. it makes me so. It makes me so steaming mad.
2: So esteeming mad. Made. Made. Yeah, the mega
0: man I don't know why. It just really bothers me. And I guess this is what you have to do, right? You have to, 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 I guess, to attract the, the right comment crowd or something you, you, to, to, to make the waves on social media. This is what you have to Drive
2: do. Drive traffic. Drive it's traffic.
0: Garbo. It's just Garbo. Uh,
1: yeah, I got you, Andrew. You looked at it.
0: Well, accidentally, though, because I clicked on... T- <laughs> On, on a article about the GR and then it came up in uh, like recommended or something.
1: So the, their it, data won't show it's an accident. they'll just it'll just show that you clicked. So I know
0: it, it, and, and good on this guy, I guess for being dumb enough or, or uh, cowardly enough to just print what he was told. Or he truly believes this and doesn't really see the logic in it. It's inherently logical. <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of really fast cars, uh, I saw a Tesla Model S Plaid for the first time ever. Really? It looks like a Tesla Model S. It says Plaid on the back. Fifteen thousand dollars for that.
2: Yep. Plaid. But right remember, oh. for the it goes plaid. really fast in a straight line. What a, what a deal! Um, speaking of Tesla, we haven't had a good uh, haven't had a good Tesla ragging session for a while. Oh God. But no. but oh boy. Do you see the uh, 100 gigabytes of data that got leaked to a German news outlet? Ooh, what kind of stuff? Reports of over 2,400 self-acceleration issues and more than than 1,500 braking problems. 2,400 self-acceleration issues and 1,500 braking problems, including 139 reports of unintentional emergency braking and 383 reports of phantom stops from false collision warnings.
0: Hmm.
2: While some drivers safely gained control of their vehicle, others ended up in a ditch, hit walls, or crashed into oncoming vehicles because of these responses. Uh, It also... The document also outlines tesla's policies when responding to these issues and suggests that tesla likes to keep its vehicles data under wraps for each incident there's there are bullet points for the technical review quote unquote the employees who enter this review into the system regularly make it clear that the report is for internal use only um each entry also contains the note in bold print that the information, if at all, may only be passed on verbally to the customer. Do not copy and paste the report below into an email, text message, or leave it in a voicemail. It has to be handed directly to them. And it, uh, Vehicle data should also not be released without permission. If, despite the advice, an involvement of a lawyer cannot be prevented, then this must be recorded as well.
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting.
0: I mean... Uh, listen, I know. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> never having heard any of this data, I know that already.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, this is the most least surprising thing we've talked about tonight. Yeah.
0: I, I will say, you know what? Um, I, well, okay. The first numbers are pretty shocking. 2,400 and 1,500, respectively. Acceleration and braking over seven years. Shockingly high. Uh, given that, ideally this technology is being used in the single digit percentage of the amount of time people are driving. That would be, that would be Tesla's suggested use case, right? You should almost never be using this. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Because it's not full self driving. Um, But then, you know, 139 unintentional emergency stops, 183 phantom stops, not that bad could be worse
1: could always be worse
0: yes i mean i guess you'd have to you'd have to check that against the number of teslas that have been purchased obviously i I don't know what that looks like in that in that number um yes obviously they want to keep the data under wraps the way they get around releasing information of course is always very interesting to me um vehicle data should not be i would I'd be willing to bet the language for the vehicle data probably includes cannot be released without permission. Uh, An involvement of a lawyer cannot be prevented. That's funny. If there's a threat of a lawsuit, you have to record it, but you don't have to release the data. That's pretty shitty. That's deeply shitty. And I don't know how it compares to other data policies. I will
2: say, I will say like when I worked at Apple, (laughs) The policy was if someone threatens you with a lawsuit that conversation is over right exactly at that point you hand them a card for the legal department and you walk away because I am not the legal department uh, I, I put that in my notes that they threatened to sue me and I walk away and never talk to them again until they talk to the legal department
0: I would imagine that's similar right that's yeah that, would be that
2: part is kind of the uh-huh. only part it's like yeah yeah that makes sense
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, the, the um, interesting thing to me, or the more interesting thing is whether or, and I don't know if this, in data, this data was included, but there have been reports over the past couple of years that autopilot turns itself off in crash situations. That's what I want to know about. That's the technical review stuff I want to know. Um, there's, there's no way to necessarily prove it. But if you look on Twitter, and we've cited a bunch of different specific tweets and and other things here on this podcast, there's something that goes on in certain circumstances involving autopilot where it turns off and reports as off after a crash, where it was being used before the crash. What is the reason? No one knows. So, yeah. Oh, Nobody no.
2: knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows.
0: Um, let's see what else. Here's a here's an interesting rundown that I found. Um, <laughs> this one. It this one from MotorOne.com. I'll cite that because they very kindly have put a list together of all of the new cop cars that you'll see that are unusual. Okay. So obviously, cop cars change, not that often, or they didn't used to change that often. But because EVs are coming into vogue, there are now a bunch of new cop cars to look out for. So these are these are the headlight profiles to memorize. Uh, Chevy Blazer. There's now going to be a Chevy Blazer EV cop car. Uh, Chevy Bolt cop car. Kind of hilarious. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, Uh, And then an an eternal classic, the Chevy Express, we all know. Yes, of course. Uh, Chevy Silverado, Chevy Tahoe, we all know the Tahoe. Yep. But I guess now they're so the new versions, they're the weird like cut-in headlight type action. I haven't seen one of these in the road yet. Um, Dodge, uh, still humping away at the corpse of the Charger, that still exists, that's real. Dodge Durango, I've seen those. Uh, Ford Expedition... Ford Explorer, obviously very common. See those everywhere. Uh-huh. The Ford Lightning F one hundred and fifty different from the different headlights from the F one hundred and fifty, which is also a police car. Uh, then the Ford Mustang Mach E, which is kind of interesting as a police car. That feels like a okay, like a fancy police department one. You know what I mean? That's the show car. I feel like, yeah, I don't know, right. Uh, Ford Transit, Ram fifteen hundred, and that is it for this list. I don't know if that's all the cop cars that are made, but those are the newer ones.
2: The Transit cop car in particular gives me a chuckle.
0: Yeah, I mean that's for transporting.
2: Oh, I guess. but I see. You
0: know they they make it basically. What that means is they make a version that you can put police on the side. They also make them as corners vans and a ton of other things, right? It's just available as, I don't know what they'd call it, like emergency fleet.
2: Yeah. Authorized, anything that would be acceptable to drive through an authorized vehicle's only U-turn on the highway. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. And three roof heights and three body lengths. <laughs> three body lengths. Wow. So, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of all I got. That's all the yeah. Want to talk
2: about the the Tesla thing? How appalled I was at the 2022 Prius and uh, a few things about Le Mans. <laughs>
1: Only thing that um, that I wanted to bring to the table. I I, I showed or I talked to you guys about this before we went live here. Is that I saw my first real life in person 296 Ferrari. The other day, mm-hmm. um, in like a gunmetal gray color, looks way better than the race car. Way better than the race car. So, um,
0: did it have the racing stripes on it?
1: Did not have the racing stripes. Just it was a uh,
0: good.
1: Yeah, it was. It was just a. It was the <laughs> good one color on the outside, gray. I think it was chrome wheels and what looked like that, like, super tan, uh, beige-ish interior. Mm -hmm. Um, Very low, very sleek. Um, Looks better than in the pictures and definitely looks better, at least from what I've seen on TV and in pictures of the GT3 version of it. Um, But normally, I mean, I know there's getting to be a lot more money out here in uh, lake country outside of milwaukee wisconsin but this is pretty new like i didn't expect to see one this quick not at a car show or something like that so yeah that's um,
0: true i guess it is pretty fast
1: like it just came out this year so um that is a brand new car um the only other thing kind of amusing i saw a license plate this was before our last recording and i forgot to bring it up um, in Wisconsin, we have seven characters for our license plate. This plate was P, five O's, and an H.
2: Poo! Okay. I wonder how they got that one approved. That's <laughs> well,
0: a lovable Disney character.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, so correct. Winnie the Poo! I thought it was funny. Like a sucker announcer voice. Yeah, go!
1: I thought it was funny. I had a chuckle on my ride home from work. Anything else we want to talk to on the open episode or we want to close it off? I think we're good. Yeah, I can wrap it up. Let's see. We went a pretty long time, so yeah, we should probably close it off. Before we let you get out of here, we got to remind you how to get a hold of us on social media. You can find us on Facebook by looking up Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, where can they find us on Twitter?
0: Check Engine Pod. I almost posted on Twitter the other day, and I was like, ah, I accidentally ended up here. I don't want to post anything.
1: (laughs) Great story. (laughs) That's
2: it. Carry on.
1: Tristan, where can they find us on Instagram?
2: Also at Check Engine Pod. All
1: right. We're also on Mastodon at Check Engine Podcast at Mastodon.social. So be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, reach out how and when you can. You can ask us questions to, to answer on the show. You can let us know what uh, you like, dislike, disagree with from what we talked about. Any of you out there who listened, watch the Indie Finish, what is your take on it? Let us know. Um, Give us ideas for topics, all that good stuff. Also, as you are listening on whatever platform you are listening on, be sure to leave us a review if you haven't already, preferably a good one, and or you can hit the subscribe button in case you haven't heard. That's free, and you'll get notified (laughs) of any new content that we put out. If you're really, really into what we're doing or like to support us monetarily, you have two options for that. You can go to patreon.com slash checkenginepodcast or you can hit the support button on our homepage at Spotify for Podcasters. Every cent pledge is put towards making this podcast a better experience for you, the listener. None of it goes back into our pockets. Um, it's what allowed us to get a soundboard and some new
2: sounds not so long ago. Tristan, do we still have a soundboard? We do still have a soundboard. However, our sounds are are still thin. <laughs>
0: Oh no, oh, God! Um,
2: that's the the best one. That's not episode specific. Um, that's something I'd like to ask our listeners. If anybody has any sounds they want to hear uh, repeatedly ad nauseum, um, <laughs> please send me suggestions. Um, and hopefully, between any any listener suggestions and what we three can come up with by our next episode or two, we'll have a more fleshed out soundboard, and we'll be slightly more entertaining
1: there you go guys who or what are we thinking or shouting out before we uh turn the microphones off
0: um oh okay uh, i have a shout out here for tim donahy the nba ref arrested for fixing games <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. um i did have look you his watched name the netflix special though. on him
0: no, I didn't know there was one. That's so wow. awesome.
1: Oh, he goes Scorched Earth on the NBA. Like he takes I'll everybody down with him. It's
0: great. I I'm I'm immediately going to watch that. Yeah, no, it's uh That actually happened though. That is 100% real. That is not a lie and a a referee that he texted with hundreds of times while he was fixing games, ref the game just a couple weeks ago. It was that 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 Celtics game where they ended—they uh, put an extra second on the clock at the end of the game for no reason. Anyways, um, shout to shout out to the NBA for being the by far the most corrupt sport in America right now.
2: Except for maybe some of the combat sports. Maybe. No,
0: this uh, well, eh.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certainly the out. largest, most corruption by overall volume
0: (laughs) that's true shout to everyone on peds (laughs) 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 that'll work i'll i'll keep that one
1: (laughs) there you go tristan what about you
2: i am going to uh not take the easy way out this time it's specific but uh thank my wife for uh letting me annoy the absolute shit out of her um trying to decide if I wanted to buy this motorcycle um, and then saying yes to buying the motorcycle, um, even when uh, we had some cost overruns um, <laughs> that uh, we're not planned for. Um, but uh, despite being in the middle of house hunting, knowing that you know, in in your words, Andrew, the worst time will be the only time. Um, so mm. you know, if we're short a couple thousand dollars from what we wanted to put on our down payment, We'll find the perfect house and make an offer, and it'll actually take. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, superstitiously, this motorcycle is the the totem to home ownership. Um, at, uh, if not, at least uh, it's fun. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, uh, thank you though. Seriously, more back to more seriously. Thank you. It was something that I was missing deeply in my existence, being able to go out for a motorcycle ride, and I've been having struggles the previous three seasons keeping the bonneville running despite significant expenditure of time and treasure um and uh so having this brand new under warranty very reliable very fun motorcycle means a lot to me and i know that she knows it means a lot to me so despite not understanding why this needed to happen right now she said yes
1: (laughs) well there you go I don't know if I want to do this shout-out, because I don't want to make my co-host look bad, potentially. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Since we forgot Andrew's birthday about a month ago, I'm not going to forget his wife's birthday. It is this week, so (laughs) shout-out to Meg. Happy birthday, Meg.
2: Yeah,
0: there you go. Happy birthday.
1: And thanks for being one of if not the most staunch supporter of our show. Um, Fair. Absolute top fan. Shares everything we post. I'm guessing listens to every single episode. I don't know. I'm not there, but I assume she does.
2: At least presses play <laughs> on it somewhere and lets it run so we get listen counts. <laughs> there you <go. laughs> That's right. Yes. So, she does um, all of that.
1: Also, um, Baker of Incredible Cookies. Um, sunset highly in demand LLC. since your
2: departure, by the way.
1: Yes. Facts. Big facts. Um, so happy birthday, Meg. Thanks for your support of us three hooligans. And as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again. Until we do, take care.